to talk to you about guilt because something that I see a lot in my clients that I work with is we'll work on boundaries and I'll get them setting some boundaries that maybe they've never done before, but they will say the guilt of saying no to their, you know, whatever it might be, half cousins christening or, you know, something Mm -hmm. that they just don't want to go to. They will say that they feel ravaged with guilt. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone who's able to know they don't want to go, they're able to say they don't want to go, but then they're spending the next week ruminating on how terrible they feel? Well, I asked four questions and well, it's two questions with two parts each. Is your guilt warranted or unwarranted? And by warranted, I mean, are you doing something or contemplating doing something really objectively bad? And if the answer is not going to a christening, I don't count that as objectively bad. If the answer is formulating an anti-Catholic protest outside the church where your cousin is having their child's christening, that's objectively bad. Don't do that. Like, you know, don't be an (laughs) asshole. So if we've gotten to the point where, you know, your guilt is unwarranted because you really have done nothing objectively wrong, then the question is, is this purely self-imposed or is it the result of outside pressure? And in most people's case, and I said earlier in this interview, they are imposing guilt on themselves before they've even tried to say no, before anybody has reacted to their no, because nobody knows they're going to say no. (laughs) They have thought about saying no, and they have started to feel extremely guilty. And what I would say is, you know, you have to ignore those whispers that are coming from inside your own head and try it and say the no. And 75% of the time, it's going to be fine. And then 25% of the time, there are going to be people who give you a hard time about it. And I give really specific examples in the book about what you can say to those people and how you can react. The point is, if you have done nothing wrong or you are contemplating doing something that is not objectively wrong, then don't let yourself get tied up in this self-imposed guilt about it. Give it a shot. Say no. Give a reason. Don't give a reason. Most people will let it go because, you know, as I say in the book, I have learned over the last five years since I wrote The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck and have really been much more careful about spending my fuck budget on things that I care about and not spending it on things that I don't. Most people don't really care nearly as much about how I live my life as I thought they would. It's really true. You know, people are not spending their time thinking about whether you're going to a party. Yeah, it's so true. We're just not that important, right? (laughs) We really aren't. You have to kind of decide that you are not the center of most people's universe. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I think just on this christening vein, christenings, weddings, birthday parties, particularly around family, I see this coming a lot with people that I speak to and work with. Mm -hmm. Can you help us? Because I love that when you talk about being actually obligated versus feeling obligated. How on earth do we untangle that web? How do we know when we actually have to go to something to be like a nice, decent human? And how do we know when we're just feeling that obligation? Because that can be tricky if you've been a people pleaser all your life to untangle those two. So I have a whole section entitled, do I really have to? And it's because, you know, I I have these questions, must I, should I, will I? And To me, if you're talking about obligation, you have got to boil it down to its essence, which is a literal obligation. Like you have to show up at your job in order to receive your paycheck. You are obligated to do that. All of these other things that people tend to think of, they have a sense of obligation, particularly when it comes to family, turn out to not actually be obligations. You have choice. Now, depending on what kind of family you come from and what your relationships are with those people, 
it could feel more like a, well, I should anyway. Even if I don't have to and I don't want to, I should because. I should because, and I use the measure of it helps. Say it's my sister. I don't have a sister, so this is a good example. I'm not offending anybody by saying it. I don't have a sister, but say her kid was having a christening and I, I'm not obligated to go because what, am I getting paid to go to a christening? No, I'm not obligated and I don't want to. But I should because it hurts her more for me to say no than it hurts me to have to go. So that's sort of the measure. I talk about that in all my books with regard to being selfish. As long as your decision is helping you more than it's hurting somebody else, I don't consider that a bad selfish decision. Take that a step further. Maybe my sister's being unreasonable for that to hurt her so much that I wouldn't come to a christening. Maybe she knows I'm not religious and that it makes me uncomfortable to go spend some time in church indoctrinating a baby into the ways of a of a religion that I don't feel comfortable with. You know, there's all these other reasons that individual people have for doing and not doing the things that they do and don't want to do. And that's where other lessons of fuck no come into play, which is, you know, are you doing something objectively bad or not? Is this guilt self-inflicted or not? Is it a true obligation or not? And where does that level of, well, I should do it anyway versus, you know what? I shouldn't have to do this come in. And you probably don't have this because I just created it, but there's a flow chart that comes in this book, just like all my other books. And it really walks you through this particular situation of, do I really have to do this? And it asks you all of these questions. So hopefully it'll be a really good tool for people when they're trying to make those slightly thornier obligation-based decisions. Yeah, because I think this is such an important area because I know it's something that a lot of mums grapple with because I think it's relatively easy. Mum at the school gate, you know, do you want to come on a play date? To some extent, we can do that. It's often this family stuff, as you say, that can start to get really tricky, particularly if you've got an enmeshed family or a family where no one's ever put down boundaries before like that. It can feel really challenging and I think that it sounds like like you're right I haven't seen that flow chart it wasn't in the copy but it sounds like that's going to be really helpful because I know that my mind might play tricks on me around this because mm-hmm. it, it might say well actually because I avoid conflict I'm a conflict avoider so mm-hmm. I'm quite likely to say well it would hurt me less than it would to say no to that but that I could use that as a little get out knowing myself. It's helpful to actually have the conversation with your family member. Again, it's possible that they'll be like, okay, I understand. Thanks for letting me know. And if they don't, and they really want to give you a hard time about it, you can say, what I'm hearing you say is that you would like me to be somewhere that you know, I don't want to be. Is that true? And they might say, oh, you know what? Yeah. Okay. I hear you. It's fine. I understand. They might give you a really big guilt trip. You might decide that it's worth it to you to cave. But the premise of the book is that you're allowed to decide that it is not worth it. You're allowed to decide that doing what you want and not doing what you don't want is a perfectly fine way to live your life and that there's nothing wrong with that and be comfortable being that person. And you might have to weather a little bit of passive aggressive commentary and you might have to weather a little bit of FOMO. You know, I talk in the book about how to kind of get over that both in a professional context and in a fun context, but you're still going to have a little bit of it, but you just have to be comfortable in who you are and confident in the decisions that you've made. And if they turn out to be the wrong decisions, you can make them differently next time. Every invitation we say no to is not the last invitation we will ever receive. You can, uh, you know, change your tune as things go on. 